Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks again on these Songs of the Night and this podcast on Psalms. We're thrilled as we were yesterday at Pastor Josh Crockett with us, my pastor, and along with my bud, my friend, my cohort, Stephanie Wesco out there in Warsaw, Indiana. So, Stephanie, what's happening with you these days? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, life's moving, you know. We have you guys coming to visit, Lord willing, here soon. To- oh, man. Can't wait. Yeah. Stuff. Are excited, and I've got um, some violin recitals coming up for my kids that are going to be crazy. So yeah, and we get I'll to see we get to see those, and you do. Uh, we're pretty yeah. excited about that. So and uh, so Debbie and I, uh, uh, a week from now, uh, we'll be sitting there with Stephanie and the Grade Eight out there in Warsaw, Indiana. So we're excited about. It. We always love when we get to go to the Wesco household and. And uh, Pastor Crockett's with us. Pastor, how are you today? Doing well. It's great to be here and just to, to be part of the podcast this morning. And folks, let me tell you, if you're ever in Greenville, South Carolina, you got to go to Morningside Baptist Church. We think it's the coolest church in America today. So mm-hmm. we want you to come out and uh, hang with us and hang out with us. There's a lot going on at Morningside. We're not going to bore you with any of these things. But I want you to know that in the last couple of years, we've been attending there. We've been members only this year to, uh, since this past year, but um, we've we've got to see over the years the debt retired, houses bought across the street, but more important than that, we're a missions church, and there's something cool about being a missions church. It's something when you, when you love people enough to send missionaries out, and pastor's own brother is a missionary somewhere in Africa, and this little island thing that's just nuts with the breakdown. Well, we won't talk about it. We don't want to bring any light on a brother that doesn't need it. But I'm telling you what, folks, if you're not a missions church, you get to be one because God's a missions God. Mm. And uh, so here we are in Psalm 94, and uh, this is just too big for us. We know that we talk a lot and things like that, but our segment, starting right off the back, uh, our segment, uh, you might be right with God if, and this is you, Stephanie, you might be right with God if. If you're constantly giving of yourself to others. You know, that's what, that's what it's all about. Yeah. There was a lady out in Wyoming, um, that was just a sweetheart and she, you know, I knew her, I didn't meet her till Sunday. And then I spent a part of Tuesday, Tuesday with her. Um, she took me around, had a full, full schedule of things she wanted me to, um, help her with ministry wise. But that lady was giving up herself every time I saw her and, um, she blessed me. She encouraged me. She made a difference in my life. And that, those are the kind of people that definitely show they have a walk with God and are, are in tune with him. Amen. And food that's right with God today is I got to have black and white cookies 
out there and uh, uh, right outside of Seattle, a place called Marysville, Washington. I was at a conference at our church, Northwest Baptist Church, and somebody made the best black and white cookies I've had since my last time I was in Brooklyn, New York. And I just want to be up front with you. Those things were good. And I've been kind of watching my carbs and stuff, but I went around and they had packages made, these pre-made packages. You know, they were little clear plastic containers and there were seven of them that had a black and white cookie in there, but I didn't want all the cookies in those seven packages. So I came clean and I, I, I just took the black and white cookie out of every one of those seven packages and left the chocolate chip <laughs> one and the fudge one in the packages and I hammered them. <laughs> Praise God. But I came clean. I let everybody know that I did that. And then there was this singing thing where the pastor was up there talking about one person's arms being off and their singing wasn't good because they were having some, you know, let's share singing and move our, I hate that when they say clap your hands because I have no rhythm. And, uh, but anyway, and then the pastor got up there and said, one of our dear brothers can't. So when I got up to preach, I said, I want to apologize to you about the hand thing. And, and I think, <laughs> I think half the church knew it was me anyway. So I made a decision not to clap my hands when in churches anymore, when people go to hand clapping, you know, where it's like, my God can conquer all. Okay, and I'm like a second behind everybody else, and everybody's looking at me saying, did you have a traumatic brain injury? And I did. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe getting smashed by that helicopter, I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm messed up. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, I'm telling you, man, if it wasn't for my teenage good looks, I'd have a hard time with life. And uh, so I just, but anyway, here we are on Psalm 94. And but I did eat all those black and white cookies, and I promised the coveted parrot joke. So, so you know, part of the problems with parrots is they say anything they want. They're like some church members, except a little worse because you know you can't you can't beat up parrots; they'll arrest you. But you can beat up people, run off at the mouth. Cops don't care about that. But anyway, anyway, here we go. But <laughs> but anyway, this parrot, this lady goes to buy a parrot, and there's one of them that's twenty five bucks, and the other ones are a thousand bucks, and she says. What's the deal with the $25 parrot? And the lady says, oh, you don't want that parrot. That parrot cusses all the time. And the lady says, well, I can take care of that parrot. I, I can stop it from cussing. So sure enough, she takes the parrot home and she gets home. And the first thing the parrot does is she, she tells the parrot. She sits down with the parrot and says, listen, this is a Christian home. We don't believe in cussing of any type. And uh, that's unacceptable. And the parrot looked at her and said a cuss. So she immediately disciplined the parrot by putting the parrot in the freezer. She left the parrot in the freezer for about 30 minutes. And the parrot comes out and she looks at the parrot and she says, are you going to stop cussing now? And he said, parrot's going to stop cussing. And she says, what did the chicken do? You know, she was in the freezer. I just, ah, oh, you had to be there. But anyway, that's one of those jokes that has a little bit of a delay to it. Um, but, but here we are at Psalm 94. That'll be the last parrot joke this week, I promise. And uh, here we are in Psalm number 94. O Lord God, to whom vengeth belongeth, O God, whom vengeth belongeth, show thyself, lift up thyself, thou judge of the earth, render a reward to the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things and all the workers of inequity boast themselves? They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand ye brutish among the people, and ye fools 
when ye be wise. Will ye be wise? He that planted the air shall be not here. He that formed the eye shall he not see. He that chasteneth the heathen shall not he correct. He that teacheth men knowledge shall not he know. The Lord knoweth the thoughts of a man, and they are vanity. It's a lot going on. So right out of the back, Stephanie, when we read those 11 verses, what came to your mind? Wow. Um, I see a cry for justice. I see a cry for God to stand up and stop workers of iniquity. And um, I think the end, the end, those last few verses are comforting that the creator, if he could create our bodies, if he could, I love how it says he planted the ear and literally like he, this, this special um, effort he put in, so to speak, into creating our ears, our eyes. Doesn't he see what those what those ears and eyes are being used to do? Doesn't he understand? And that's a rhetorical question. We know he does. And yeah. I think there's a comfort in that because the first part of the, <laughs> the chapter we've all, I think anybody who's been alive for a period of time, um, has asked God these kinds of questions and has cried out to him. Um, I know I have. And to know that the Lord does, does know. And I love how this psalm starts out. Oh, Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth. And I think of the verse that says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And, you know, just this week I was faced with um, finding out you know, when people are, are saying things about you behind your back and you're just like, wow. I mean, I'm to the point now I just laugh because it's just like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, God knows he's going to take care of it. He, he knows the truth. It, it's just easier just to live a life of truth and stay close to him and know that he, he's going to take care of all these other things. But to know that when we are discouraged about what the wicked are doing, or it seems like they're triumphing, or it seems like they're tongues that James talks about that are like a fire, like a wildfire, the problems they're causing. God knows he's in control. And there's just so much peace. You can still have peace and joy in the Lord, even if that stuff's going on, because vengeance belongs to the Lord. He's He's in charge. And, you know, when the last chapter is written, all those things will be made right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think, Pastor, you know, as she's as she was talking about this and and just going through it right now. And uh, I imagine in, in your uh, in your position as a pastor that many times you hear or you've heard over the years. And, and one of the things about Pastor Crockett is not only has he been a pastor for many years and he, he took over his dad's church. His dad went to heaven and Pastor Crockett was his assistant. He's been in the ministry since he got out of seminary and college and and uh, then came down, uh, thankfully, and took our church a handful of years ago. Has it been five years? Actually, seven years in July. See, it's hard to hard yeah. to believe how fast. Seven goes. years. It seems like just the other day. But uh, and uh, so not only that. So not only do we have that ministry experience in Pastor Crockett, but he was a guy sitting in the home of his pastor dad, who was a great pastor, a great man. From everything I hear, not from Pastor Crockett, but from others who uh, was under his ministry and got to know him and and. Uh, I mean, this question had to come up in your life many times. You know, why? Why do these people constantly get the money? Why do these people 
who are filled with pride uh, badmouth us and nothing happens to them. And these whys, I mean, how do we deal with that? How do you deal with that? Yeah, I, I really think it's interesting for people who embrace kind of a, a liberal progressive version of Christianity that downplays the holiness of God and the justice of God and says God's only love. We, we know that God is love. Of course, he sent his son to, to die for us while we were yet sinners. But to say that God isn't a God of justice or holiness is, is to really present a false God, an idol mm-hmm. of our own making that we want God to be. But any pastor who has counseled people who've gone through abuse, and there are so many people who've been abused sexually, who've been abused physically, emotionally, yeah. so many little children, to, yeah. to see that the kind of abuse that people suffer, billions of people around the globe, and think that God isn't, we don't serve a God who's going to make that right. I mean, here the, the psalmist says in verse 1 that vengeance is God's right, you know, it belongs mm-hmm. to him. But in verse 2, it's his responsibility. He's the judge of the earth. Um, what, what good judge would just watch this happen, would, would watch all these children abused and not do right? And so that's yeah. where I think we have to present God as a holy and a just God who, yes, mm-hmm. is loving and gracious for those who will repent, those who will trust in the work of Jesus Christ. But at the same time, uh, this, this is a God who will get vengeance, and that's why we don't have to get it ourselves. Yeah. You know, that, when that famous verse, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. He says, I'm going to get vengeance for you, so you don't have to worry about it. You can entrust it to me. Yeah, and we can, if we're not careful, and, and listening to uh, both of your words here, dealing with this area, Stephanie said, hey, I've been through this, you know, within the last week, and and then pastor saying, remember uh, that vengeance is, is God's. Remember that God's got this. Remember that we may not see God's answers to this type of thing here on earth. Uh, and, and that's one of the things we got to remember. we got to trust. Going back to the last psalm, you know, life is a tough thing, all right? It's, it's great when you know God, and it's the most secure person in the whole world finds that security and the knowledge that no one on the other side we go to a great God, and we get to spend eternity worshiping that God and in heaven and in a great place. Uh, but I think we, if we're not careful, our attitude, we can, uh, you know, we were hurt. So uh, it's, no, you know, it's no secret to anybody uh, listening or anything. We've all been hurt. Everybody's been hurt, and uh, everybody's been through something. Everybody can have a pity party. Uh, but the tough thing about that is during your pity party, you're pushing God aside. You're making your life more about the pity, more about the bad things you've been through, more about the bad juju, more about all those things we go through. Our life can become about that if we're not careful. And, yeah. and uh, I, I think there's a good lesson here is, Lord, how shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things? We can spend our whole life saying these things and asking these questions. They Break into pieces the people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger, and we know who they are. We know what's going on. Yet they say, the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob. So now that he's, this argument's coming forward that they're bad-mouthing you, God, and saying you're not going to do this, but we know that's wrong. Uh, we know we've heard that verse quoted a couple times just in the last two podcasts, that vengeance is mine. He that planted the air, shall he not hear? Of course he'll hear. He's the one who gave us an ear. 
He that formeth the eye, shall he not see? Well, he sees everything. He that uh, chastiseth the heathen, shall not be he correct? He that teacheth man knowledge, shall not he know? The Lord knoweth the thoughts of men, that they are vanity. And so I think we've got to look at life like this. Um, bitterness, living out why, 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 living out poor little me, uh, puts us in a place that's vanity. And vanity, whenever vanity is mentioned in the Bible, it's, it's not mentioned in a good light. And we get stuck there. I mean, haven't you been stuck there, Stephanie? I know I have with my stressor with PTSD. I was stuck in the why, why, why for a long time. Yeah, I, I think um, for me, the why was heavy, really heavy that first year. Yeah. Um, just And, it, and I, I think it's important to remember asking God why isn't a sin, being angry at him is. And so if you're asking God a why in anger, um, it's different than saying, Lord, I just don't understand what you're doing. And this makes no human sense to me. And um, just going to God as your heavenly father seeking, seeking to understand. And then at the same time, having to come to that surrender of, but I'm going to trust you, Lord, even if I never understand. And there's some things we won't ever fully understand. Um, if not for ourselves, in my case, for my kids. And so, um, I think it's really important to always come back to, I just actually was writing an article on this earlier this week, but the whole concept of God's best and what that looks like to us compared to what it looks like to him. And ultimately God's best is that we honor and glorify him, period. Yeah. That's his best. And the trials and the things that don't make any sense along the way that are because of a sin-cursed world, his ultimate goal is to work all of those things. And he promises in Romans eight twenty eight to work all of those things together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And so it's our job to love him and to stay doing what he's called us to do and to, to cling to those promises, to rest in those promises when, you know, when sometimes all we do is cling to them, <laughs> that clinging faith, but that constant focus. Um, yeah. If he did this for Joseph, he can do it for me. If God did this for Ruth, he can do it for me. If God did this for Esther, he can do it for me. I mean, the Lord's given us so many examples. Our heroes of the faith in scripture were the ones who, yeah. yes, they had best, yeah. but they went through a lot of trials and trauma along the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So, so pastor with two minutes left, you got somebody in church who you, you go to church, better yet, us church members, people, we're stuck in, in bitterness. We're stuck in this funk. And uh, what would you say they should, should they contact their pastor? I mean, what should, what should they do to start a healing process and to put God in the right perspective in their life? Yeah, that, that is a great question because I'm sure there are many listeners right now who, if you don't find yourself there today, you will tomorrow or uh, next year. And, and so what do we do? And I think Part of what's instructive in the Psalms is how often the psalmists cry out like this and say, Lord, why are you allowing this to happen? Why are the, the heathen uh, seeming to get by with things and, and evil men triumphing while good men are uh, discouraged and being trampled over? And, and so there is this sense in which the Psalms are full of lament and lamentation. Mm -hmm. 
and that God doesn't say, no, you can never cry out. In fact, if you yeah. read through the Psalms, I think the reason they resonate with us is because often they're so real and raw and, and brutally honest in, in the psalmist describing the way they feel. But then in virtually every psalm, there's this resolution, and some of the psalms are kind of paired together as a different couplets and poems and the, the Hebrew parallelism. But even like you look at the end of the Psalm 94, and in verses 9 and 10, verse 9 uh, God will get vengeance, and he deserves to because he's he's the creator. He's the one who formed us. And verse 10, he's the corrector. He's going to chastise. Shall he not correct? And then the end of verse 10, and he's a counselor. Uh, he He's teaching us. He's discipling us even through these trials. Uh, he's giving us knowledge, and that's a knowledge of himself, that we know him better through them. So I think Look for a community of faith in your local church, and that's why there's such an emphasis in the New Testament on the local church, where you can be around other believers, older women teaching younger women, uh, pastors, uh, leaders in the church, Sunday school teachers who are there to disciple you, but but reach out for help. Start yeah. with the Lord and, and cry out to Him, uh, but then look for the, the truth of His Word because His truth will never fail us. His truth will never fail us. Folks, if we get anything at all out of Psalm 94, part one, his truth will never fail us. Seek out, folks. I think the words from Pastor Crockett are right on here. Seek out, folks. Hey, we're honored to be with you. And if you're having a, a particularly bad time in an area, do what Pastor said. Find that, uh, uh, find your pastor. Give him a call. He'll hook you up with somebody. Sometimes, you know, going through this journey of Christianity alone is not what God intended. You know, God intended us to be interpersonal, to have those important relationships, to have these people help to uh, grow us, disciple us, and and bring us along. We sure do love you folks. If you need to need some help from us, make sure you get a hold of us at Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. And uh, thank you for taking your time to be with us today. We'll come back and talk to you real soon. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, 
or to donate to help this vital ministry. Visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.